Hey there, I'm Daphna Chazen, and this is the Down to Earth PCOS Nutrition Podcast. On the show, we talk about managing PCOS using proven strategies, ditching diets for good, and balancing hormones naturally. Let's get to it. so excited that you're here today because we're talking about the holidays. And today's episode is all about helping you navigate the season a little bit more healthfully maybe than you have in the past and make sure that you feel really good during the holidays as well as at the end come January 1. I want you to feel recharged. I want you to feel ready for a new year and not exhausted, burnt out, and maybe a little bit too hungover, right? So these are some of the concepts that I talk about with the women inside my VIP coaching program, Reset Your PCOS, and the ladies know that they need to be prepared. If they want to do something well, if they want to navigate something mindfully and intentionally and do it better than they have in the past, we got to talk about it in advance. We have to prepare. We have to practice. So, you know, anytime you're giving something, some thought in advance, you're setting yourself up for success because you're already thinking about it. You're already practicing. You're already preparing. And so you're already winning just by being proactive and making a plan. And that's exactly what I want you to think about as we chat about the holidays today. Now, these plans do not have to be followed perfectly. You don't have to be 100% on track throughout every single meal of the season. It's nearly impossible to do. It's also unhealthy and unenjoyable. And so the goal is not for perfection. It's not something to strive for during this time of year, which is tough. There's a lot of food around. There's a lot of socialization. And so we want to just be a little bit more mindful and intentional, not necessarily perfect. And this stuff works even if you don't follow follow it 100% of the time. So please remember that. Now, one thing I was reflecting on when I was thinking about this episode is that many, many years ago, I used to work at a local weight loss clinic. It was a medically supervised weight loss program where we would prescribe medications for people for weight loss along with a nutrition plan. And I would create these weight loss plans and teach classes every single week about different topics related to weight loss. And the program was really successful. People were seeing great results. And the education, if I may say so myself, was really good. But here's the thing. A lot of the focus around the holiday times was on mindset, but also I used to give classes about how to make good choices and how to swap your foods to be a little bit lower calorie and how to modify or healthify recipes and make swaps and things like that. And I know that information was helpful for a lot of people and it was certainly something that was doable and very appropriate for a lot of the participants in that program. But ever since then, I realized that those are not the types of conversations that I want to have. Those are not the types of recommendations that I want to focus on because I know that health is so much more than that. There are many different facets to health that have nothing to do with what's on your plate. It's more about behavior and mindset and approaching things in a healthy way from a mental perspective. And that's really where my focus has been inside my programs ever since I started my own practice. And I work mostly with women with PCOS and really focusing on health in general and not necessarily just on weight loss. 
So what I'll share with you today is not going to be about not eating too many desserts. It's not going to be about how to eat a lower carb mashed potato or anything like that. We are talking more about practicing habits that make you feel good in terms of stress reduction, in terms of your mindset, how to keep consistent with some habits that you're already developing and feel good about that. And not so much about making swaps, cutting calories or portion controlling your meals. All right. So these are just not the conversations that I want to have. They're helpful. And inside my programs, I do give some tips around that when appropriate and when people benefit from them. But again, the bulk of our conversation can't be on how to, you know, make mashed cauliflower, how to swap your alcohol with a lower calorie beverage or, you know, drink. It doesn't really help you with sustainable, healthy eating behaviors long term. It's a little tip. It's a little swap that you make and that's great, but I want you to zoom out. I want you to be healthy on a broader level. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And my hope is that after you listen to this episode, you realize that you don't have to put your health on hold until January. A lot of times people are already kind of crossing off the holiday season and saying, well, this is not a good time. I can't practice my healthy eating behaviors or habits during this time. It's too hard. I don't want you to be that person, right? We want to stay with it to whatever degree is possible for you and manageable right now is okay. It's enough. Okay. I don't want you putting everything on pause until the new year, because then you're going to feel tempted to do something quick, like a crash diet. And that's only going to throw you back into that cycle of over restriction and then overeating and feeling frustrated. So my hope is that we make this season different and better for you and for your health, whatever that may look like for you, take what you need leave what you don't need from today's episode. And I think that you're going to feel a lot more empowered to do something a little bit differently, navigating it a little bit more healthfully this time around. All right, so let's get started. The first thing that I want you to think about is your anchor behaviors. These are the behaviors that you want to try to carry through throughout the whole season, because those are the things that you're probably already practicing. You've already put some thought and effort into them. Now is a good time to keep building them up or at least maintaining them at whatever degree you're practicing them right now. So most people really underestimate the small habits that they're already practicing and they don't bother keeping them going throughout the holidays because it's a little bit more challenging because of schedules and the food and the parties. And that's a huge, huge mistakes. So these are what I call anchor behaviors. These are small habits. It's the little stuff that you do every single day that helps you stay focused and consistent with your health. So it could be things like, moving after your meals. It could be things like staying hydrated, not skipping meals, staying ahead of your appetite when you're on the go with healthy snacks, making sure that each meal has a good source of protein, making sure that you're picking the right carbs, the ones that are fiber filled and not the ones that are spiking your blood sugar. It could be things like taking your supplements every day or pairing your sweets with a protein or fat source to keep blood sugar stable. All of the things that I talk about all the time, and of course I go deeply into teaching them inside my program so the women inside my programs know exactly how to create a plan that incorporates all of these helpful habits without being overwhelmed. But if you're dabbling in some of these things, if you're already practicing some of these habits on your own, and especially if you're seeing good results, you're going to want to keep those things going. Now, you don't have to do all the things that I just mentioned. That would be a lot. 
But maybe you're picking one, two, three of those things, and you make it a point to stay very consistent with these anchor behaviors throughout the whole season. You're going to see such a cumulative positive effect from this without even adding anything new, right? You're already doing these things. It's just a matter of continuing, showing up every single day, staying consistent with doing them, and maybe you take it a notch down. Maybe you're making it very easy on yourself. Maybe you decide that during this holiday season, you're not going to take all of your supplements. You're just going to stay consistent with this one supplement that's really important to you. And you stay very consistent and on top of that. Maybe you decide that you're not going to make it to the gym because the timing doesn't work, the schedule is off, but you make it a point to still move your body three times a week outside for 20 minutes. So you're taking your routine and simplifying it a little bit, but you're not completely abandoning it. You're still doing it. You're still in it. You're still showing up. And just the act of being consistent and following through with the goals that you have and the habits that you've already practiced feels good. It feels good to be consistent. It feels good to be in a routine. As much as we like to sleep late or be a little bit off of our day-to-day routine, which can get mundane, it is still good to stay in some sort of a structure because we're creatures of habit. And the more you practice the habits that work for you, the easier it will get, the better you'll feel, and you'll stay more motivated because your results are not going to stall. And so it's really, really important to find maybe two or three anchor habits that you're already practicing or starting to work on. Even if you're not perfect at them yet, it's okay. Just keep them going as best as you can throughout the holiday season. And I 100% realize that it's going to be a little bit more challenging to do it. It's going to probably take a little bit more effort to keep these habits going again because of schedules or whatever it is that you have going on. But it's so worth it. It's so worth it to make that extra effort to keep them going because when you don't do this, you're mentally checking out. And then you very quickly fall out of the habit of doing these things altogether, which means again that come January, we all know what happens, right? We go back to square one. We have to learn these habits all over again. We have to practice them until they stick, which of course takes some degree of effort and time. Whereas if you kept those little things going now, you'd master them by then. And it would be something that you do on autopilot. You would feel super proud of yourself for sticking with it during this time of year, which is challenging. And you just be in a much better position to gain momentum with your health. And so I believe in you. I know that you can do this. It's hard. It's not going to be easy. But if you just made the extra push, the extra effort to keep the things that you're already doing, small or big, it doesn't really matter. Just stay consistent with it. Get through the holiday season, continuing to practice them. You're going to feel so much better. Your results are going to be there. And you're going to feel very proud of yourself and more resilient because if you can do it during the holidays, you can absolutely do it during normal times come January. And the best part about it is that many of these activities are low effort activities. When you really think about it, it doesn't take that much time to fill up your water bottle. It doesn't take that much time to microwave a bag of frozen veggies or to carry a banana and some almonds with you when you're rushing out the door or before you go to a big holiday party so you're not hungry. 
right? These are easy things. So I want you to make a list because again, preparing is where it's at. You got to think about it ahead of time, not when it's already in the thick of the holiday season. So right now would be a really good time to think about some of the habits that you're currently practicing that you want to carry through. What are your minimal effort anchors? Okay. This is a really important thing. I'd love to see your list. If you make one, send it over to me and then you just pick two or three of them. You don't have to do all of them. Pick the low hanging fruit, the stuff that's easiest for you to continue doing. And that's what you commit to. All right. The next thing I want to talk about is keeping your schedule consistent and as regular as possible. This is especially important in terms of your meals. One of the biggest mistakes that people make is meal skipping or saving up, especially on those holiday days. Or if you had a big meal and you overate the following day, you're just drinking protein shakes or trying to cut back on your meals. That is a very bad strategy. It always backfires. There is absolutely no one that's doing this successfully. And let me tell you, I've worked with thousands of people. Many of them have tried this for many, many years. It never works. Absolutely never. So if you need to take some help from the store during this holiday season in order to stay on top of your meal schedule, make sure that you have easy options at home. Make sure that you have healthy options that are very available to you and readily prepared. Then take help from the store. Buy stuff that, you know, is already prepared. Rotisserie chickens, pre-boiled eggs, pre-cut up vegetables and fruit. Make your life easier. Make it a a very brainless option and choice to eat the healthier options because when you have that ready to go in your fridge, it's going to be much easier to make that choice and it's going to be much easier to not skip a meal or say, all right, I'll just get drive through or I'll figure out something as I go along. That also never works. Do not figure out things as you go along throughout your day. Have some sort of a plan, okay? Don't leave it up to chance. So, I tell my clients to leave things in their purse, in their car, as far as snacks, whether that's protein bars or beef sticks or pre-cut up veggies or fruits, just keep stuff with you in your office, in your desk drawer. It could be perishable. It could be things that are more portable and don't need to be refrigerated, whatever it may be, have options, okay? This is not a good time to cut back and skip meals. It's not a good time to try to figure out as you go along, have some sort of a plan with you. And of course, when you go to parties, if you wanna have a healthy option on the table, like a good protein source or a good source of vegetables, which is usually you know, where things are lacking with the vegetables, bring it. Make sure that you're the one who is volunteering to bring that healthy dish. And that way, you know, you can balance your meal. You know, you have a healthy option. You're bringing it. You know what's in it. You prepared it. And it's a great way to take control over what you're having and not be surprised with the options when you get there. This is a really important concept because again, a lot of people are leaving it up to chance. They're very surprised or they'll say, well, there are no other options. I had to eat this or that. If you choose to eat something, it should be because you made a choice, not because you didn't have a choice, okay? It's a very different experience when you come somewhere and you already have some sort of a plan, you know what you're gonna eat, you make room for the foods that you love, which we'll talk about, but you also have some balance. You also know that you added veggies to your plate, you know you ate enough protein, you know you portioned your food properly and you made your plate in the right ratios for blood sugar balance, all of that great stuff. It's a different experience coming into a holiday party, knowing that 
you already have some sort of a plan. And that's where I want you to be from that place of empowerment and control, as opposed to walking into a party famished because you skipped meals that day and then seeing that all the options that you have don't include any vegetables or any proteins or any sort of balance. And then you overeat because of course you're hungry and feeling like there were no options for you. You just had to go with what was there. Now, with that, I want you to remember that this is a special time of year and it comes with special foods that only come during this time of year. And food really helps us connect with people, right? Our identity is very much tied with certain foods, with certain memories that those foods bring up. And that's a good thing right? We don't need to look at that as something that's bad or stressful, even if those foods are super indulgent and they have a lot of sugar and a lot of fat and whatever it may be, which they usually do because that's what comfort foods and foods that are special to us usually are, right? Kale salad is usually not special for anyone, right? So we think about desserts or things that our family cooked over the years, traditional foods. And those are the foods that we remember and look forward to. And we want to definitely give ourselves permission, not that we need permission, but for a lot of people, those foods come with tension, especially if you're working on your health. I want you to let that go during this holiday season and think about emotional satisfaction. Think about the value, the emotional value that you get from that food, right? What memories come to mind? How special is that food? How much does it remind you of beautiful, happy memories of your childhood? Because when we see food as a way to connect with people, as opposed to a temptation or something that you need to resist or something that causes stress, it becomes less threatening to us and it has no power over us. And that's where we want to be. You don't want to be in a position where food has power over you or it makes you feel very negatively, especially if it's a food that you actually love and actually is very special in your family and in your experience. And so it's really important to think about what those foods are and to plan to eat them and to stay mindful and practice intentional eating while you're eating those foods, meaning we're not just eating anything because it's right there. We're eating the things that really mean something to us, the things that come only once a year or twice a year, and they really say holiday to us, right? So I always tell my clients a stale dinner roll is probably not that special, it's going to be on the table probably in most people's families, but is it special? No, I can eat a dinner roll and certainly a stale one anytime I want. And that's absolutely not special. Same with a chocolate chip cookie or whatever it may be, but pumpkin pie stuffing, a special mac and cheese that you only make during the holidays. Yeah, that's definitely something that you want to look forward to and have without any sort of guilt, shame, or regret, there really should be no strings attached with that type of food because it has such immense value to you mentally and emotionally. And that's part of the holiday experience. And we cannot negate that. We cannot ignore the fact that there is emotion tied into the holiday season. And it may be that someone who's no longer with us used to make this special food and that's the way that you connect with them. That's the way that you feel their presence. And that is very important. That is part of health as well. And so we want to honor that. And we actually want to fully immerse ourselves in that experience of traditional holiday foods that have sentimental value. That is a huge part of taking care of your mental health and feeling an emotional connection to your family and the people that you love during this special season. 
So now would be a really good time to think about your hell yes and hell no foods. This is another thing that we talked about in our coaching call inside Reset Your PCOS recently, where we talked about hell yes foods. These are the foods that you absolutely must have during the holiday season. It means everything to you and you look forward to them and you absolutely love them. And then your hell no foods, you can guess those are all the other foods that you're kind of like, meh. I don't need to have that. It's not that special. A lot of times we find ourselves eating foods mindlessly throughout the season. So this is going to help you decide which foods really mean something to you and are worth it and which ones are actually not that special at all. So now would be a really good time to think about this. Plan to enjoy the foods that you really love. Plan to let go of the ones that don't really mean anything to you. And of course, give yourself permission to feel all the emotions that come with that special food without really falling into a cycle of only emotional eating, which brings me to the next habit that I want you to think about, which is see each meal as a new opportunity. It's super easy to fall into this, oh, I might as well be eating this or that type of thinking when we go through the holidays. And then we say, well, all right, well, what's one more? And I might as well be eating this or that. But if you remember that what you ate yesterday actually doesn't matter, and you can make a new decision in the moment that would hopefully feel better in your body, you're going to avoid going down a very slippery slope. So I want you to find those opportunities to always add foods and habits that support your goals. And remember, those are your anchor behaviors as opposed to having this all or nothing mentality throughout the whole season. So each meal, each day, you have a new opportunity to make a different decision. If you overate yesterday, that absolutely doesn't matter. What are you gonna do tomorrow? What are you gonna do right now to feel a little bit better and bring balance? back into your day. So this is really what balance means. You have days that you overeat a bit and maybe the meals are not as balanced and healthy. And then you have other days where your meals feel more well-rounded, you're focused on the protein, you have the amount of veggies that you wanna have and you're a little bit more on track. And you're cool with both. You're cool with both types of days. This is what having balance really means. But again, you keep a fresh perspective on each meal and look for those opportunities to add nutrition whenever possible. It's usually way easier to do than you may think or way easier to do than it may seem on the surface. There are opportunities. You do have a choice. You can make a decision that supports your goals pretty much every single day, especially between the holidays holiday days. So when you think about it, there are dozens, if not hundreds of meals between now and January 1st, every single day you're going to be eating. Every single day you're going to be eating multiple meals. You have many, many opportunities to rein it back in a little bit. If you overate yesterday, let's make a different decision today so that you can continue to see results and not feel like you're completely off the wagon and you're in this fuck it eating mode. Okay. We don't want to be in that mindset. That's a very difficult place to come back from. And it's a slippery slope. And before you know it, you're so deep into it, into emotional eating and not caring about what's on your plate, that returning to healthier habits seems like such a huge overwhelming task that you don't even want to get started because you know it's going to be such an uphill battle. So instead of thinking about what happened yesterday or how you overate at that last holiday meal, let's keep a fresh perspective. Every day is a new opportunity. Let's make a different decision that feels better in your body and supports your goals today. The next thing is sleep. Sleep is so essential for hormonal health and it's free. 
It is free. So why not do more of it? This is the time of year that you want to think about sleeping more, making sure that you're creating a very solid sleep hygiene every single day, which means you have a routine of going to bed. So you're trying to stay consistent with the time that you go to bed. You try to turn off your screens at least two hours before you're getting into bed. The blue light from devices really messes up with your sleep cycle. And so we want to make sure that we limit our exposure to blue light from devices and then create some simple bedtime routine that you can stick with that will help you get in bed at a decent time get those seven to nine hours of sleep. I find that most people do need closer to nine hours. And it's very important that you keep your falling asleep and waking up time as consistent as you can, especially during this time of year. So avoid staying up too late if you can. I know it's tempting. I know there's a lot to do, But making sleep a priority is going to help with cravings. It's going to help with, of course, your energy levels and mood. It's going to help with weight management. It's going to help with ovulation and a regular period. So it's important for a million things. And honestly, I think this is the most underrated health habit of all times. People don't pay enough attention to their sleep. And so this is a good time of year to get into the habit of prioritizing your sleep. I have a lot of clients who have started paying attention to sleep and really working on it, and they've seen great results. Many of them are using the Calm app for sleep stories at night, or they would do 10 minutes of a meditation to reduce anxiety before they go to bed. And a lot of what's working well right now is related to habit stacking, meaning they're using their sleep routine as a continuation of something they're already doing in the evening. And so they're stacking the habit of getting in bed earlier, or listening to a sleep story or starting their bedtime routine, whatever that may look like, right after something they're already doing regularly. So that may be that after they're finished dinner and they're loading the dishwasher, they're starting to dim the lights or they're starting to, you know, change into their pajamas and make sure that they're not using their phones after dinner or that they're drinking a cup of herbal tea or something soothing like that. And that kicks off their bedtime routine. Your bedtime routine doesn't need to be fancy. You don't need to get in a bathtub with rose petals. Like it's none of that. You need to do something that works for you. It's easy to do. So it should be really quick. It shouldn't be a production to get that going. And it needs to be working and soothing and relaxing for you right before you go to bed. That's going to prime your body to falling asleep sooner, faster, and having deeper sleep. So that may be reading, maybe some journaling. Maybe you have a face mask that really relaxes you and you love putting that on for 10 minutes before you go to bed. That's helpful too, right? Whatever it may be that helps you relax and feel a little bit like you're transitioning into a different phase of your day is helpful. A lot of people have no transition between the time that they're up and they're doing the dishes and they're balancing their checkbook and they're checking email and then they try to get in bed and fall asleep. It's not really surprising that that would be hard to do when you just kind of riled yourself up with all the thoughts and all the things. You need a transition. You need to do something that will signal that now you're moving into a more relaxed part of your day, right? That's going to help prime your body. And of course, we can't be exposed to so much light and so much commotion. We need to slow things down, dim the lights a little bit, create that more soothing atmosphere. Believe me, your body will learn to respond to that. 
So sleep is an important one. I want you to focus on it. If you need more specific suggestions and to hear more about how to create a good sleep routine, I want you to check out episode number 10. It's an oldie but goodie. It's probably three years old, but it has a lot of information about how to create a solid sleep routine and do it successfully, especially with PCOS and why it's so important. The other episode that I want you to go back to, and I'll link to all of those in the show notes, is episode number 83, where I talked about circadian rhythms and how to eat in accordance with your circadian rhythms, because those are your sleep and awake cycle, that cycles that really, really impact your hormones. And so it's super important to understand. It's something to care about. And I want you to get educated about your circadian rhythms and how sleep impacts your hormones so that you have the motivation and incentive to focus on sleep this holiday season. The next thing I want to talk about is alone time. And this is especially for my fellow introverts out there. If this holiday season makes you feel a little bit anxious because of all the people and socializing and parties, I feel you. We introverts don't like too much socialization. We like our alone time. And so it's a really important thing to do to make space and time for your alone time. Not too long ago, maybe four or five episodes ago, I had Celine Burley on the show. She's a behavioral therapist. And I asked her during the rapid fire what she thinks is the most underrated health habit. And she said alone time. And I was like, yes, girl, I totally agree with you. I think it's really important to take the time to gather your thoughts, to fill up your cup with something that brings you joy and has nothing to do with other people and just feel like you're sitting with your own emotions and your own thoughts during this time of year, especially because so many women with PCOS are prone to anxiety and depression. Up to 40% of women with PCOS experience depressive symptoms and doing something that will nurture you, will nourish your soul, will really feel good on your own during this time of year. Of course, if that's something that does bring you joy, but if you're an introvert and you feel like it becomes too much to be constantly socializing, I think alone time is where it's at. Take the time to maybe take a day off if you're able to, or just block off a morning on a Sunday to do stuff for you and not have to worry about other people and being with other people. Just take the time to sit with your own thoughts and emotions, do something that feels like a fun, really positive experience for you, whatever that may be. It could be watching Netflix. It could be organizing your closet, whatever does it for you, whatever tickles your fancy. I don't have any recommendations on the best thing or the best way to do that because it's so subjective, right? But take the time to do it. Block it off on your calendar. Make sure that you're prioritizing this so that your stress levels can come down. You can be more prepared maybe for tense conversations that come up for many people around the holidays with friends and family. So you just want to take the time to be on your own, process the emotions and thoughts, whatever the holidays bring up for you before you kind of enter the world of socializations and parties and being with other people, which may increase your anxiety. Anxiety. And with that, I want to talk about boundaries and communication. There are going to be people who say things. There are going to be comments that are made that absolutely are inappropriate or make you feel uncomfortable. I want you to think ahead of time. Maybe during your alone time is a good time to process that about your communication 
in about your boundaries. Where are you going to draw the line? Who are the people that you need to communicate with in order to make sure that you're protecting your mental health, you're protecting your energy, and you're not feeling drained after you interact with those people who may be toxic, who may not make you feel that great. And we all have those people in our lives. Unfortunately, sometimes those are the closest people to us. And I want you to think about this holiday season, taking a stance, proactively advocating for yourself and saying, you know what, I'm not comfortable talking about this, or you know what, this time of year, weight loss is not something that I'm thinking about, or this is not a priority of mine any longer, right? Think of the things that you're going to say, the boundaries and the conversations that you want to set around your own health, your own food choices, your own habits and behaviors. People have a lot of comments. Everyone's an expert nowadays, and we want to make sure that we draw the line and we let people know respectfully, of course, but assertively what we do and do not want to talk about. And it doesn't make you selfish. It doesn't make you rude. It actually makes you a powerful person who's advocating for themselves and speaking up. And that's what you want to be. That I would think is how we all need to be in order to make sure that we change around the conversations that make us feel uncomfortable. And so thinking about communicating, saying what you want, starting with I, I would feel great if we didn't talk about this, or I would be so appreciative if we focused the conversation around something else other than my health or whatever it may be. And you, of course, you know, the people around you the best. And so we want to make sure that we preserve our relationships, of course, but also we need to stand up for ourselves and make sure that we're not having our own energy and mental health negatively impacted by other people's opinions and unsolicited advice. The next thing I want to talk about is staying in motion, walking, moving, making sure that you're staying active during this time of year is super important. This is a great opportunity to enlist support, ask people to walk with you, take short bouts of movement throughout the day when you can, walk after your meals, making sure that you're doing some type of activity throughout the season, not just the day after a meal, not just the turkey trot, like make sure that the movement is sprinkled in throughout the whole season. It's going to make you feel so good. And this is not about calories. This is not about counting steps. It's just about changing the energy in your body, staying active, getting those muscles working, feeling good as you go through the stress of this season and taking advantage of the fact that movement releases antidepressants that are natural in your body. They're called endorphins. Those are feel good chemicals in your body that are released when you move. We want to take advantage of them, okay? So whenever you can stay active, move your body, ideally do it early. That's the best way to do it. When you want to get something done, get it done early in the day. Set the tone for the day, check it off your list, and feel really great about yourself and what you're doing. And of course, your body, your physical body is going to feel really good because of those endorphins as well. And last but certainly not least is to look forward, not back. We want to put things into perspective and release judgment. What happened during the holiday season is not going to matter come January 1. The last thing we want to do is dwell on it and feel badly and get into this whole shame and regret cycle that leads nowhere. Okay. It's not productive. It's not helpful. We cannot change the past. So let's 
look forward, not back. My friend Elizabeth DeRobertis uses the GPS analogy, and I absolutely love it. It means that when you go into your car and you put on Waze or Google Maps, it starts telling you how to go. And if you take a wrong turn, it recalculates for you. It doesn't tell you, all right, forget it. You're a horrible driver. Go back home and don't worry about it. No, it gives you a new route. And I want you to turn on your internal GPS during this holiday season and realize that you can always find an alternate route to get to your goal. So it doesn't matter what happened. You're certainly not going to go back and go through all the wrong turns if you're driving somewhere to see exactly where you made the mistake, right? We don't do this. Don't do it with your eating as well. Turn on your internal GPS and just let yourself find a new calculated route to your destination so that you can feel like you're still on track. And just to bring it full circle to what I talked about in the beginning, one of the ways that you can recalculate is to go back to your anchor behaviors. Remember them, practice them, bring them back if you veered off a little bit. These are your go-to habits that always, always work. So it's really important to come up with them. It's really important to keep them top of mind and turn on that internal GPS so that you can go back to your anchor behaviors whenever needed. All right, so let's do a little recap of what we talked about today, starting from the end, actually, which is to turn on your internal GPS and make sure that you're looking forward, not back throughout the holiday season, to give yourself permission to have some alone time, prioritizing your mental health and sleep, focusing on those important, special, delicious foods of the holiday season and not worrying about everything else, making sure that you have anchor behaviors to go back to and carry through throughout the whole holiday season, keeping up with your movement or adding new movement throughout the season. And then of course, making sure you have alone time and filling up your cup with some joyful activities so that you can feel less stressed and less depressed and more positive as you go through this relatively stressful time of year. So I hope that you found today's episode helpful. I am so grateful that you tuned in today and that you're here. I want to wish you a happy holiday season. And I really hope that you'll take some of the tips that I shared today and try them, see how they feel. And I want to tell you that just the fact that you're being proactive and thinking about navigating the season more healthfully is already a huge win. So give yourself a pat on the back. You're totally in it. You got this. And I would absolutely love to hear from you with what you took away from today's episode. Make sure to DM me on Instagram. I'm at PCOS.nutritionist.daphna. I'd love to hear from you and connect with you. And until next time, be well.